Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and more importantly, welcome back, Giants fans, to another episode of the Say Hey Podcast, the podcast that is home to all things Giants baseball. Folks, before we dive into today's show, I would like to take a moment to let you know that you can find the Say Hey Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you're hearing, then don't be afraid to subscribe. And if you really like the show, then make sure to leave a review. But most importantly, make sure to spread the word. Now, with that being said, let's dive right in. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Say Hey Podcast, episode 63 to be exact. I'm your host today, James Donahue, as I am for every show, so hopefully that's not a deal breaker for you. Folks, today I'm going to start diving into free agent pitchers I believe the Giants should go after this offseason. This episode is part one of two that I'll be talking about pitching, and then after that, I'll dive into some free agent hitters I believe would best fit the Giants system. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. So, Farhan Zaidi has already come out and stated that the number one priority this offseason is pitching, which absolutely makes sense considering that at the start of this offseason, the only starting pitcher the Giants had under contract was Logan Webb. But thankfully, things have changed since then. The front office and Anthony Descalfani were able to reach an agreement for three years, and shortly after that news broke, Reports started to come out saying that the Giants and Alex Wood were currently working on finalizing a two-year deal. As for my immediate feedback on those two signings, I'll say this. I like Descofani because if he isn't facing the Dodgers, then you can count on him to give you six quality innings. However, the Giants are going to face the Dodgers 19 to 20 times every year, which is why I also love that the Giants are coming to an agreement with Alex Wood, or at least it seems that way. Wood faced the Dodgers four times this past season, including a postseason start, and during that time, he was able to produce 11 strikeouts per nine innings. He also finished the season with a 10-4 record and a 3.83 ERA. If Anthony Descofani was a solid starter last year, then Alex Wood was even better. So assuming the Giants can finalize the deal with Wood, that now leaves the starting rotation looking almost identical to last year with Webb, Wood, and Descofani. But we obviously know that won't be enough if the team wants to excel again next year. So who should the Giants go after next? Well, for me, two names immediately come to mind, and that's Kevin Gosman and Marcus Stroman. Now, I don't need to explain to you all how good Kevin Gosman has been in a Giants uniform, but I'm going to anyways. During Gosman's first year with the Giants in 2020, he finished the season with a 3.62 ERA after producing a 5.72 ERA the year prior, and he also struck out 79 batters in 59.2 innings pitched. The doubters wanted Gosman to deliver another stellar season in order for them to be convinced that whatever Gosman was doing was indeed real, which is exactly what he did during the 2021 season. In 33 starts this year, Gosman struck out 227 batters and 192 innings pitched and also produced a 2.81 ERA on the year. This immaculate performance earned him 6th in Cy Young voting and he even received an MVP vote. 
I, for one, think that acquiring Gosman should be a top priority considering that he has been the Giants' most consistent pitcher over the past two seasons. Not only would the reinstatement of Gosman establish consistency, it would also provide durability and stability to the rotation as well. I don't think there's any doubt that Webb is going to be the pitcher of the future for the Giants. But if Gosman returns to the team, he would be the best pitcher in the starting rotation right now. So what are the Giants' chances when it comes to acquiring Kevin Gosman? Well, the good news is that he wants to stay with the organization. He's come out and stated that he loves his team, he loves his teammates, and he loves being in San Francisco. So the interest is there. The only problem is that Kevin Gosman is one of the best pitchers on the free agent market right now, which also means other teams want him as well. My only worry is if he's demanding a contract that would give him at least $25 million a year. If that ends up being the case, then I'm not sure if the Giants organization would bite. I would love for both parties to settle for a four-year deal worth $78 million. That gives Gosman around $19.5 million a year. The reason why I'm not really willing to give him the bag just yet is because towards the second half of last year, Gosman struggled. He produced a 3.86 ERA after the All-Star break, which isn't bad by any means, but every start versus the Dodgers during the second half wasn't ideal, especially in the postseason. If he had performed as well as Logan Webb during the postseason, then I would absolutely be willing to give Gosman whatever he wanted. Gosman was fantastic for a good majority of the year, but he did drop the ball a little bit during pretty crucial times of the season. He most definitely deserves a contract that illustrates how well he's performed over the past two years, but at the same time, I'm not sure if he deserves to be one of the most expensive pitchers in the league. And to be honest with you all, the reason why I want to put this episode out so quickly is because I think Gosman might come to a decision within the next two or three days here. The reports that are coming out are stating that the Blue Jays are one of the top options for Kevin Gosman right now. The Mets are also fighting hard for starting pitching. And then, of course, the Giants are also a top suitor for Kevin Gosman. But I'll be honest with you all. I really do not know what the chances are for the Giants to acquire him. At this point in time, from what I've read, it seems like the Giants are only willing to give him a two to three year deal, whereas other teams like the Mets and the Blue Jays are ready to offer him a five year deal worth a lot of money. At the end of the day, I really do love Gosman. I think he would be a perfect fit to come back to this rotation. But also, I wouldn't be surprised if he went with the contract that gives him the more money, obviously. And it also doesn't surprise me that the Giants don't want to overpay for any particular player. So if Gosman does go with a different team, will it sting? Yeah, you know what? It might actually sting a little bit, at least for me. But it won't be the end of the world because the free agent market is still filled with great starting pitching. Like Marcus Stroman. Now, when I was doing a deep dive into the available free agents on the market, the criteria in my head that I was using was very simple. The Giants need players who can stop the Dodgers. Well, okay. How do you stop the Dodgers? You know, in a perfect world, that would be by having Logan Webb on the mound every single day. You know, but since we can't have that, we have to figure out what does Logan Webb do on the mound that gives opposing hitters such a hard time? Well, okay. He showcases nothing but movement and run to both sides of the plate with his pitches. All right, great. Your next thought that has to be in your head is who else has that much movement and diversity in their pitching arsenal? And I kept coming back to Marcus Stroman. You know, right off the bat, the first stats that jump out to me are the batting averages from opposing hitters on both sides of the plate. Right-handed hitters this season only managed to produce a 245 batting average and a 664 OPS, while lefties actually did worse, 
Opposing left-handed hitters could only produce a 239 batting average and a 646 OPS. The way Stroman accomplished this feat is by loading up his arsenal with variety and diversity. I mean, for crying out loud, the man carries six pitches. The pitches he throws most frequently are his sinker and his slider, but he also showcases a split finger changeup, a cutter, a regular forcing fastball, and a curveball. And just like I said, folks, guess who else showcases a sinker and slider combo? That's right, Mr. Logan Webb. Now let me set the record straight. I'm not saying these guys are the same exact player. All I'm saying is that there might be a correlation to what they're both throwing to opposing hitters. And I'll go ahead and cap this off with some of my favorite stats. During this past season, in 13 innings pitched against the Padres, Stroman produced a 0.69 ERA. In 14 innings pitched against the Rockies, he produced a 0.64 ERA. And lastly, Stroman faced the Dodgers once last year and went six innings while only giving up four hits, two earned runs, walking two, and striking out six batters. If there's anything that Stroman has proven this year, it's that he's a problem for anyone in the batter's box, no matter if they're right-handed or left-handed, and the teams who play in the NOS have found very little success against him. I would love for the Giants to be able to lock him up for at least three to four years, along with locking up Kevin Gosman. All right, everyone, that is going to be all for today's episode of the Say Hey Podcast. Again, this is part one of two episodes where I'll be talking about free agents starting pitching. And don't worry, part two is going to consist of more than just two starting pitchers. Folks, just a reminder, you can find the Say Hey Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and you can leave a review if you feel so inclined. Thank you so much for your continued overwhelming support of the show. It truly means the world. All right, everybody, continue to stay safe in this crazy world. Continue to be smart, but most importantly, go Giants.